Welcome to the Whiskey After Work podcast. This is where booze meets business. I'm Doug Shaw, owner of Peach State Business Brokers and Advisors. And I'm Melissa Hergert, owner of Brain Train Centers. We are serial entrepreneurs that love to learn from other successful professionals and love to drink whiskey. Hello, Melissa. Hello. What was that looking for? <laughs> How are you? It's been a long time. Right? Did you miss me? Never. Damn. <laughs> you know, the other night, so me and Kristen go out, and, and then he calls me the next morning. He's like, how many times did you try to call me when you guys were out? I was like, a few times, but it kept going to voicemail. He's like, yeah, because I put it on do not disturb, because I know you bitches are going to call me <laughs> at two in the morning. <laughs> right? <laughs> David Boswell says... <laughs> For the love of God, he's a married man. Quit calling him. We are not calling him for those reasons. No. That's why you do call him. I know. He's safe. Oh, geez. <laughs> hey, this episode is brought to you by Brain Train Centers, woo woo. Keystone Realty Group, hey. and Peach State <laughs> Business Brokers and Advisors. Wonderful. I would like to remind everybody. That the opinions stated on this episode are those of the person actually saying the words. <laughs> Nothing else. And nobody else. That's right. No companies, no sponsors, no anything but the jerks saying what they said. <laughs> if you're easily offended, stop you listening. You might want to move on down the road. <laughs> stop. stop listening. But if you want to have a good time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and talk about booze, and God knows what else. Mm-hmm. And maybe even a little bit about business. Maybe. Hang out. We're going to have fun. Yeah. So, here we are with one of my favorite people in the entire world. Yeah. Duh. You. She's a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> she does know real estate, but we're not going to talk much about that. Mm-hmm. She's a coach. Mm-hmm. She's an incredible singer. Yep. A pretty fair dancer. She's almost a stalker. What? Oh, yeah. 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 That's true. And <laughs> she sees dead people. <laughs> Such an ass. No, I, I actually I think know. that was in the bio. Did you? <laughs> That's awesome. Wait, what's the stalker part? Steven Tyler. Oh, yes, you did do that. Yes. Yeah, yes, I know Did that. do that? I think she still would. She, she probably would. True, true, true. She said, that scared. dude does not look like a lady. Mm-mm. So, and her name is? Her name is Michelle Froge. I already you said You said that it. already? Are no. you? No, yes, you didn't. No, you didn't. I think I did. No. But you know what? I'm going to say it say right Say it again. Now. Say, say, it, say it. her you name. Say, it. say her name say again. Say my name. Say my name. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-
she had never been to Arizona before. And it was the middle of August. Oh. And anybody who knows what I'm talking about is also going to understand that when we were coming down in the U-Haul with no air conditioning, mm. my mom started crying, saying, you're bringing us to hell. <laughs> Because it was so hot. Yeah. And it's a dry It's so amazing. Oh, Flagstaff is beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. That's why when coming down through the mountain, you know, from the mountain into Phoenix, she really thought that my dad was bringing us to hell Mm -hmm. (laughs) because Mm -hmm. it was not. What was it like like 118 or something? Probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't care. We had a swimming pool. Dry heat. Oh, nice. It is dry heat, but it's wonderful. I mean, but yeah, I do like dry heat better too. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Totally doable. Yeah. Yeah, especially with a pool. Mm-hmm. You you can't survive with that one. It's really not good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The first time I ever went to Phoenix, I played the TPC at Scottsdale, and it was 114 degrees out, mm-hmm. and I did not break a sweat the yeah. entire 18 holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. scared me. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got to drink water, water, not alcohol. You oh, must drink water. Yeah, mix the two maybe. Yeah, and then off the Nashville she goes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what were you doing in Nashville? I got a, a hunch. Well, I moved there to sing. And you sing? A little bit. Um, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I went there to sing, and um, I did. I sang. And it was great. And I got... A record deal for a minute. Don't be too impressed because pretty much everyone gets one. Mm. Um, it's it's a matter of who puts the money behind you, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So if you have talent, it's not that difficult to get a deal because there's all sorts of like little, you know, independent labels and stuff around. So people are always looking for somebody to make money off of, and um, they thought they could make money off of me, and then that fell through as like 99% of them do. And uh, as it was following through, a girlfriend of mine said, hey, I'm taking real estate courses. I think you should try it. I think you'd be great at it. Hmm. And I was like, what have I got to lose, right? So I didn't. I wasn't doing anything else. And um, so I did. And then the rest is, as they say, history, because 20 years later, I was still a broker. I was a managing broker at that point of an office with about 50 agents that I coached and mentored and, um, you know, cracked the whip on and that kind of stuff. So yeah, so I, I built a really, really successful real estate business. And I loved it for a very long time. Uh, I liked to say the best part of my job was the people, and the worst part of my job was the people. <laughs> right. Oh, without question. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a great market then, too. I mean, yes. Nashville's still a booming market, but, man, that was breakneck speed then in Nashville. Well, I did get in right before the crash, though, right before, um, you know, the 2008-2009 thing. And it was it was actually a perfect time for me because – I learned how to weather the storm. Mm. You know, if you can mm-hmm. stick with something when the tide has turned, definitely, then you know you you got something going for you. That's right. And I was able to do it, and um, I didn't do it alone, clearly, but I was able to do it. And 
then I just kept growing and growing and growing. And I really did love the business part of it. I loved finding solutions for things. And there's a lot of solutions that have to be found in real estate. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Over and over (laughs) and over again. Yeah. And, you know, I really did also enjoy the fact that no two deals were ever the same. None. Some would be super, super complicated and messy and awful. And then the next one could be a breeze with the most lovely people that were the easiest to deal with. And they send you gifts and tell all their friends about you, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. So there was never uh, the same day twice in my real estate life, which Mm -hmm. was great. I liked that part of it, about it. Yeah. So, yeah, what's what brought you to Atlanta? Well, here we are again, music, yet again. <laughs> In a totally different way, though. Um, so I had, you know, my huge life in Nashville, and I was singing, um, but about, mm, gosh, let me think here. It was probably 10 years prior, so it was, what year are we even in? <laughs> God, it was probably like, Mm, 2015 maybe um I was introduced to a band in Atlanta actually still living in Nashville and I was subbing for them and so I would come down here and travel around with them and um but not full-time you know just for the big the big gigs and then I had big life changes got divorced, needed to find myself, you know, I wanted to like be free mm-hmm. and be who I wanted and needed to be at the time. And so I kind of just threw caution to the wind and I thought, well, I can do anything, go anywhere, be whatever I want to be. So what is it? What do I want to do? Where do I want to go? And I talked to the people in the band down here And they said, hey, if you come this way, we'll put you in full time. You'll work every weekend while you're, you know, building your business here or whatever you want to do. And so I jumped at the chance. So I came down. And I also met a guy, you know, Mm -hmm. because that happens. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That does happen. So, um, yeah, but, but I... Um, I took the chance and I made big moves and I will never look back. It was, it was a great decision because since then I've grown and changed and really found myself. And that was key to the whole transition. I didn't know it at the time. Is this the same band you're still in? It is. And um, if you are in the Atlanta area, you might know of us. We are a really fun party show band around town called Band X. And um, if you want to check us out, you can see me in a tutu, bandxlive.com. <laughs> yeah. I have They're a funny so story fun. about the tutu. You want to hear the funny story yes. about the tutu? Sure. Okay. Please. So I'm in real estate, but I'm still in, I'm, I already had started subbing and working with Band X in Atlanta. And so I am driving a client around 
And we were headed to, the band was headed to a big gig that we had in Vegas. Mm -hmm. And so we wear, you know, Vegas-y costumes Mm -hmm. when we go there, right? So I had my, part of my costume in the backseat of my car because I needed to go find something to go with the Mm -hmm. costume. And the part of the costume I had, you know, was sitting back there, the bottom part. And so I'm driving this client around, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, we're making small talk and she kind of, uh, she kind of like glances in the back and then she's like, so you have kids? <laughs> I said, no. Like I was like, where, where'd that come? Like, like, cause she said it really assumptive, you know? Uh-huh. And I was like, no. And she goes, oh, well you have a tutu in the back <laughs> of your car. I said, yeah, that's, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Did she continue to do business with you? I'm sure she did for yeah. a minute because, yeah. you know, that's embarrassing if you're just like, let me out now. <laughs> Until you got Uber to wasn't readily available at that point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, <clears throat> I don't know how long Melissa's known you, but I met you virtually. I think we met uh, during COVID. During COVID? Did we? Doing our Thursday night. Over our Thursday night Zoom happy hours. Yep. Was it? Is that right? It wasn't before then, huh? No, I never no, met her. No, we didn't know each other before. I didn't meet her in person until after all that mess. So I, yeah. I, met, I think I met you in person about two years ago. I've known yeah, her for over five years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was, was I pregnant with Elia or before? Before no. I was pregnant no, with Elia. No, not before Elia. No, because I moved here four and a half years ago or so. Yeah, So, but I right but around that time. Right around that time, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I met you, I think you dropped in on a, first time I met you, you dropped in on one of our Thursday night okay. happy hours. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. probably true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We drank a lot. We did during that time. That was yeah. fun. That well, first three there months, wasn't a whole lot else to do. Pounds. Seriously. Yeah. No, there wasn't. Walk and drink. Serious. Yeah. Not I a ran. Lot of, not a lot of business. Well, we were just like floundering. We were wandering. We didn't know what we could well, do, could, should do. I mean, yeah. You it's could weird. put on your face diaper and go out and hunt for toilet paper. I mean, it mm-hmm. was, yeah, that's true. Or your glitter see-through yeah, mask that I would wear. The sequin oh, yes. mask. <laughs> it was <Jesus> so protective. <laughs> you were the smartest one of all. <laughs> oh, I God, I saw, I saw somebody pulling out of uh, the Kroger parking lot today, and he's got the... Window down. Stop. The mask under his chin, and I just wanted to scream. It's over. Take it off. You're creating more trash. I laugh because you know I'm I'm pretty much politically I'm a libertarian. I'm pretty much in the middle. And um, I heard a podcast host (laughs) say that the face mask is the mega hat of the far left. Mm-hmm. It's just like the same people won't let go of the red yeah. hat. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That the, Seriously. The, the, the farthest left won't let go of the face mask. Let it go, people. Just let's move on. I'm like, I just really, I'm, kids will read about it in history books like the Spanish <laughs> flu and keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then there's me that's like, you know what? But spreading love and light, um, everybody is on their own journey. And yeah. if that's what feels good to them, if they think they need it, then oh, I'm cool. Just don't fine. throw it on the ground. True. Absolutely. Don't True. create more trash, like you said, Melissa. Yeah. Or don't look at me like I'm infected. Correct. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You tell me that I'm part of the problem, that then, yeah. that's then we'll not have good, a problem. But yeah. Makes you feel good. Have at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So in Atlanta, singing in a band, you meet Melissa and I, mm-hmm. but you do other stuff. Yeah. New stuff. Yeah. 
So the real estate thing, speaking of COVID, so I moved to Atlanta about four and a half years ago. Yeah. And then we all know what happened. Well, I was traveling back and forth, I will say, back and forth between Nashville and Atlanta. A lot. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. almost weekly. Almost weekly. Like. Yeah. And it's right. true. Yeah. And because um, I still had a really great business there, real estate business. Mm-hmm. And then about a little over a year went by. We ended up closing the office, et cetera. And that was my time because I was like, okay, now again, I have the chance to do whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I made a really big leap. So, you know, real <laughs> estate agents, if they are good, um, hell, even if they are mediocre, they can make a really good living. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. and I was really good. So I made a really good living. And, um, and so when people heard that I was, you know, getting out of the business, they looked at me like I had five heads, mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry, what? And this is, this is the truth. Money, this is so cliche, but money did not buy my happiness. Yeah. I had it. I had pretty much storybook life Um, from the outside. You know, I had the life that people wished they had. Mm -hmm. And yet I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. I, and I knew there was something more, but I didn't know what it was. And then slowly but surely I started remembering, and this is kind of cliche too, but I started remembering (laughs) who I was. And who I am is this very gifted, intuitive woman and um, loving spirit who loves to see others win and loves to help guide others to their win Mm -hmm. and to their success, whatever that looks like to them. And because I had coached, for so many years in my real estate business, and I had been coached because I believe very fully in coaching. Um, I mean, full out. I've spent a lot of money on coaches, and I still do because we sometimes get so um, close to our own issues that we can't see them. So for sure. Did you come up through Keller Williams? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, that's a big part of their culture. Coaching. It yeah. is. Yeah. For sure. Sure. Yeah, I was there for four years. Um, but I just, you know, so I believed in coaching and I still believe in it. So because of all of that, I, I knew that I loved to see other people win and I loved to help, you know, I loved to be a part of that. And so I tapped back into my intuitive gifts that I had buried for a very, very long time. And, um, we can get into what those are in a minute, but, um, I realized this is it. Like this feels like home. It's coming back home for me. Mm-hmm. And it was this like, like the angels all sang, you know, they were all lined up singing <laughs> and I could see them and I could hear them and I was singing with them. <laughs> and then like yes. a bad Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga movie. Oh, 
Oh, mm. a so rock good. star, a rock star coaches born. Oh, yeah. that's right. Very that's nice. Right. Like Very that. nice, Doug. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a point for that so, one for sure. <laughs> before we dive in too deep yes. to your intuitiveness, and, yeah. and I, I give you a healthy dose of shit. For oh this, yes, you know. oh, and I, I love, love it. it. Um, I know, so fun. I, I get much, it right back. I know. Pretty much nicknamed her. Woo woo, <laughs> and uh, you um, you like other rock stars. I mean, as every musician does, but uh, you hold one up on a pedestal that mm. I also give you a lot of shit about, <laughs> yes. and um, mm. I, you hold him really high <laughs> oh on this gosh. pedestal. Uh-huh. And and so I joked about you being a stalker, but because you find yourself <laughs> in front of this guy more people, the more times than anybody else should. Oh. <laughs> um, but there's this little band called Aerosmith and uh, quite a popular band when all the rest of the band seemed to be from Britain there was Aerosmith Mm -hmm. and there's this dude that looks like a lady (laughs) wash your mouth out with soap (laughs) looks like an old lady these days (laughs) I'm not gonna deny some of it I've seen his pictures okay (laughs) but unconditional love is unconditional (laughs) so you have (laughs) death to us fire bitch (laughs) You have finagled your way in front of this guy oh quite God. a few I've times. manifested it, Doug. Mm, yeah, she has. You call sure it not. manifestation. Yeah. Some people call it planning out your stalker. <laughs> <laughs> your stalker plan. Yeah. Your stalker blueprint. I'm just saying. Just don't open that notebook. No, not, not that one. <laughs> it's not that it worked, but he actually put a smooch on you on stage. Yes, in front of thousands of people. Please yes. tell me. Oh, I would love to tell you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, so I have seen them in concert, as you might imagine, mm. more times than I can count. And living mm. in Nashville, you know, he lived in Nashville for a, a time. As oh, he, she knew exactly where. Oh, I did. Is this during his country phase? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. it, it was. And yes, not Melissa, my, I did. My, I, not I knew his Steven address, phase. both of them, the one he mm-hmm. rented and the one he bought. Mm-hmm. He actually bought Kesha's old house. I know. Yeah. I know. So um, I'm sorry. I Only what from you. No. Oh, nothing. I said it's just not my favorite phase of Steven Tyler. Oh, no. It's not mine either, but yet I could appreciate some of the stuff that he did. Oh, you want to try something different. Yeah, I get it. Um, mm-hmm. So, and, and the musicians that played with him were great. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. necessarily care about the songs too much. There were a couple of songs I really enjoyed, but nonetheless, yes, it was in his country phase. So, um, so you know, I would have friends call me and be like, or they'd text me. Your man's at Whole Foods. Get down here right now. I would like drop everything. Like literally things would be busted on my kitchen floor and I'd like run out the door and get in my car and go. And, you know, he just left, you know. Mm-hmm. So I missed him so many times. And um, a friend of mine and I, um, we went to Chicago to see him. We actually got backstage. We got to see the side. Of, we got to see the concert from the side of the stage. I mean, you know, he he was like within you know, five feet of me, but never, never got introduced, never got a picture, never, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nope, I, I'm sticking with it. I got this dream. I'm doing it. I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. So fast forward um, a few years ago when they had their residency in Vegas, I I just was like, okay, I'm going balls out. I got to do it. This is it. Like this really could be it. Cause mm-hmm. you know, they're no spring chickens. Am I right? So I'm. Well, you're right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> So I spent, you know, a whole lot of dough uh, to get super good seats for this show. So I was second from the stage, and the poor man that had the seat in num- row or seat number one—I mean, really, mm. he should have 
just should have got back. his money just back switch. because yeah. I was in seat number one. You know, <laughs> poor just man. With you. I'm, I'm really not even going to apologize, dude. I'm going to be right here. So there you go. He just probably need to know was that right not now. that upset. He wasn't about that it. offended. Sure. No. Yeah, yeah. No, he was all right. Uh-huh. Uh, so, <laughs> so the whole night, you know, Stephen is walking down and his his microphone and his scarf is like hitting my face, and I'm just like. <laughs> drooling you know I'm like oh my god this is the best night ever you know and um my boyfriend at the time who I'm (laughs) still with he won boyfriend of the year because as as the whole band came down at the very end of the show um you know because it's a residency they take a little bit longer and they thank the crew the Mm -hmm. lighting people everybody so you know they're all standing around you know the front of the stage just like you know, hey, you want to, you want the mic? You want to talk? Yeah, okay. So he's passing the mic. So he says something, he passes the mic off to Joe. And, and as he passes the mic off to Joe, he's kind of coming my way. And my boyfriend pushes me up on the stage. And so I am kneeling on the stage. And uh, Stephen walks over to me and he sees me. And I, of course, you know, am like deer in the headlights. I've just got my hands up like this. Oh, because his shirt is wide open at this point because, you know, he's sweaty and nasty from, you know, mm, it's delicious. So so I have my hands up and he walks over to me. And okay, you have to be quiet for this part because it's important. He reaches down and he pulls my face to his face. And as he's pulling it in, he goes... Mm. and he plants a kiss right on my left cheek. The moan was very important, as yes. you all know. Well, of course. Is this the left cheek you yet to have washed? Yeah, it's got blush on it, but it's from like five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep laying it on. <laughs> She's got Stephen Tyler's DNA on her cheek. Oh, my God. She's planning on cloning him later. Like, yeah, a DNA swab thing. <laughs> That's I did Ancestry.com on him, and he is not from this world, let me tell oh you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. Uh, the best thing to come out of Aerosmith is Liv. Oh, um, I ain't going to lie. I mean, she, I, I named is. my dogs after, you know, Liv. I had Livy, and then Tyler, you know. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean. Uh, she's got, no, I'm she's serious. got a, what's your tag saying on the back of your Beamer? Well, now everybody's going to know what my car... You don't have to spell it out. Oh, okay. Dream On. Mm-hmm. It says Dream On. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's a pretty cool car, too. It's a great car. It's a hot car. I love it. Me, too. Yeah. With the best license plate. Mm-hmm. So, and then she doesn't tell the rest of the story, which is, they handcuffed her and hauled her away. <laughs> <laughs> no, they did No. So... I don't think you manifested that. I think your boyfriend did. <laughs> you know, I will say he was very instrumental in that. Yes. Yeah. Very, very action true. Action had to take place. Yes. And boyfriend took some action. Yeah. But see, I did manifest it in that I I was bringing the energy to me. He knew my dream and he helped take the action. And he, you know, he won boyfriend of the year, pushing me up there and made it happen. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So manifesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to move, move on to this next topic. Now I'm not, okay. I don't buy into all the woo woo, but I will say this. 
that the the whole thing behind manifesting is it starts to get you in the frame of mind of if you don't want something bad enough, you're never going to get it. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if I totally believe in the whole manifesting thing, but I've, I've talked to you enough mm-hmm. to start buying into the process. Yes. Yeah. Good and job. so even if I'm wrong or right, getting in the right frame of mind, and that's kind of what you do, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a lot of people that talk about manifestation and law of attraction. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is, <laughs> whether you believe in gravity or not, you're still sitting here not floating in the air because it's science. Okay? So whether you believe in manifestation or law of attraction or not, it's still happening. Mm-hmm. And the unpopular truth is we are constantly manifesting. You manifest every single thing you experience in your life, good, bad, otherwise. Mm -hmm. If you don't like what you've manifested, that's on you. If you like what you've manifested, that's on you. Yeah. And so what happens is when we... When we see something in our life that we don't want, it's natural for us to focus on that. Oh my God, why did that happen? I don't, I don't want that. It sucks. Da, da, da. And what kind of energy are you putting out in the world then? You don't want it. It sucks. I don't. It's awful. All, all these negative energies. Yeah. So energy is attracted like attracts like. So that negative energy is attracted to the negative energy that you're putting out. And guess what you see? You know, when people say, oh, I just have bad luck. Well, yeah, you sure do. Yeah. Because you attract bad luck. Yeah. Like when you wake up and you're late for work and then you hit every red light. Yep. Oh, yeah. It is happening. That is all part of it. Did you see this happened yesterday in Marietta? The Marietta police Facebook page had it. Lady was having a bad day, evidently. They told her to slow down after her first accident and ticket. 37 minutes later, when she hit the parked police car and got her second accident oh, and ticket, and she's like, I just got a lot of things going on this year. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. She now sure you does. have even more. Good job, yeah. lady. Manifest. <laughs> she manifests. Well, welcome. A, li- a, little, a little bit better of a day, would you? Seriously. <laughs> or get the hell off the road. Seriously. Right. <laughs> in Marietta Square, everyone come when I say, let's meet in Marietta Square, and everyone says, there's never any parking. I'm like, I park in front of everywhere I'm going as soon as Where I she does. She hey, does. I manifested I it today by calling Brian Borders. There you go. Saying, Fine. Stand in you front. took action. <laughs> and there was tons of parking. I, You and know what was... I did to myself? I actually blocked my manifesting today because I was like, oh, because Doug told me he's getting the spot that Brian's holding for him. So I imagined that all the other spots oh, were taken. No. And I parked, you know, across the street, which yeah. wasn't far. But then I walk up and there's all these spots. I was like, I fucked myself over sure by listening to this fool. Yes. I know. All right. All right. Stop. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I, got it. I do not. <laughs> this is where I draw the line. I don't think because you were thinking about empty parking spots that they happen. Absolutely. But I yes. will say yes, this. Yes, they do. Oh. I picture where I'm parking, I end up within one to two spots from there. Every single time I come to Marietta Visualization Square. is part of manifestation. Visualization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. You know what I'm manifesting right now? Oh, dear Jesus. <laughs> A fight between me and you right. later? Oh, boxing? I do not need to be whipping your ass. outside? On video. <laughs> 
We need no I, witnesses. <laughs> what I need right now, before I get any deeper into this, is <laughs> I need a drink of okay. Four Roses Small oh, Batch. Has anybody got it. I just let's happened to have some. Shit, this manifesting stuff works. See, it works. My, my daughter <laughs> called me the other day and says, I'm trying to manifest myself a new car. And I'm like, well, you better manifest your ass kid to work. <laughs> That'll get her in the car. That's part of it. You yes. do have to put action yes, in. That is true, too. So, what'd you bring with you today, Michelle? <laughs> I brought Four Roses Small Batch Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey crafted from four select bourbons. Do you know anything about it? Hell no. <laughs> so, I know it has a really okay. pretty bottle. I love it. Old brand. <laughs> That for a long time you could not get in the United States. You could only get it overseas. Oh, why? why? They got bought by a bigger company like Seagram's or somebody, and they just decided, you know, bourbon's a big deal overseas. And mm. this is before the big bourbon, you know, bourbon's really a huge Revolution. thing now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is before that. And I remember uh, I worked for a Dutch company for several years, and I had one of the guys coming over to work on a project with me bring me a bottle of Four Roses, mm. and it was <laughs> horrible bourbon it's not the same bourbon that you get now oh Mm. but it was just a mass-produced you know just a a, a blended like a well yeah like a well type of Mm. bourbon and but they sold the hell out of it overseas because it was you know american bourbon that you could only get there and they liked it but this small batch stuff i mean four roses they're small batch their selects their um single barrels their special runs are phenomenal you like like it this is one of the better distilleries out there and i've been it was during covid so they wouldn't let us tour hardly anything but we've been there and cool place where is it it's uh um up near uh, louisville kentucky oh i think it's nice. uh, it's pretty close to bardstown it says on the it's back probably on the back yeah mm-hmm. um and it is a pretty bottle lawrenceburg, lawrenceburg kentucky yeah mm-hmm. cool it's, it's really pretty bottle yeah. and area. i will say i have had this before though i'm not a normally a bourbon drinker mm-hmm. but i have do it right there. i know i'm gonna do it right there um but i have had mixed drinks i know that's pro- it's probably a sin that i just said that but i have had mixed drinks with this um it, it's and not a sin if it's just kind of like wine too i ask people what's a really good wine it's the one you like you ready we're gonna yeah. open it oh very that's good that's a fun one <laughs> I manifested that. <laughs> Let me pour you a little swig of my four roses. Or two <laughs> ounces. <laughs> right? Okay, enough. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, is that a lot? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. It's, it's going to be fine. Three, I think you need to let it breathe, though, yeah? Yes. That's okay. what the guy All at right. Sprayberry told me. Not a lot of alcohol in the nose, though. Oh no! So it won't burn that much. Good. This oh, is such a consistent in bourbon. Case you want some more. Oh, I did pour you a lot, didn't I? Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. So what they do with small that's batches okay. is rather than just pour all the barrels together, mm-hmm. or rather than only pull it out of one barrel, which is a single barrel, they um, blend small amounts of barrels, like anywhere from ten to twenty barrels or so, and um, and because of that, it stays really consistent. Yeah. So. You know, a single barrel can get really different from one bottle to the next, mm-hmm. but a small batch generally is pretty pretty much the same from one one bottle to the next. Nice. Letting it breathe. Letting it breathe. Okay. Do you have to do that with all 
bourbons, whiskeys is the best to do that. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so good. Um, oh, I picked a good one. Yes. Yeah, um, you should. Okay. Because For it just how long? It, what does that mean? What's that it even doesn't. mean? It doesn't. It, it just, just if a you're few no, minutes? If you're nosing it, and when I say nosing it, you, you breathe through your mouth, actually. You, oh. If you stick your nose in there. Okay. And breathe, and breathe through your mouth. Oh, Ooh, that burns oh. a lot more. But you, you pick up the flavors. Oh. Ooh. Oh, it smells delicious. It smells it smell nice. Way different than if you, because if you just yeah, stick your nose you in there and smell it, it all, you're going to smell alcohol. And oh. plastic cup. Yeah, shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> We're not supposed to be drinking it out of a plastic No, I left, I left the tasting Failed. glasses at the house. Fail. It's okay, you brought snacks. This I did. Okay. So, yeah. What do you taste in? Oh, that smells delicious. It smells like uh, honey. Oh, I forgot oh, to bring like it. molasses or something. I brought you a tasting wheel, and it's out in the truck, and I will give it to you before the, we record the next episode. Okay. What's that? What's a tasting wheel? It, oh, it helps you pick out all the flavors juice. and oh. smells oh, that's and cool. aromas. So the last one, the last podcast we did with our wonderful Ooh. mortgage man Ooh. was very caramely. Well, yeah, it was rum. I mean, it mm-hmm. came, it was sugar. Okay. Yeah. But it tasted kind of like a bourbon, though. That it did. So you oh. can definitely taste the barrel in that. Yeah. Um, I'm smacking. Sweet. Which it is, is sweet. Sweet Caroline. In, yeah, that's well, very indicative of the corn that's in it. <laughs> corn. Yeah. Well, bourbon's got to have at least 51% corn in the mash or, mm. to be bourbon. And oh. so. Versus whiskey? Well, yeah. it's Bourbon is a whiskey. Okay, I don't understand. Me so, neither. Okay, look, let's whisk- educate, please, because right. I'm doing this podcast. We don't know what the hell I'm talking so, about. <laughs> I'm going to do my best here, and there's going to be people that are going to email and say you're wrong. And then, uh, and hey, like, why are you so co-hosting with wh- that idiot wh- girl? Whiskey is generally an alcohol that is made from grain, and then it's finished in barrels, and usually charred barrels. Like it, to be bourbon, it has to be. Brand new American oak. Okay. Freshly charred. Nothing else has ever been in it before. Mm. The, a lot of the color comes from the char inside the barrels. It pulls the flavors in and out of the oak and the char over the course of seasons that it's in the barrel. So they're, cool. they're in the rick houses and the barrels might get rotated in that, but they're really from the change in the seasons and the humidity. It forces the juice in and out of the barrel. So it picks up mm. a lot of flavors and colors and things like that. Okay. So whiskey is... Is, is made from grains and usually is finished, you know, in barrels like that, That and it's aged. Um, now, you can drink, like, if you ever, moonshine technically is whiskey. Okay. Okay. And it's just not been aged. It's just white. It's okay. Clear. Okay. It's really strong. So it is. Technically, bourbon starts out as what you would consider moonshine because it's made from at least 51% corn. I think to be called bourbon, in the, it has to be made in the U.S., it has to have been aged in brand new uh, American white oak charred barrels. Has to be aged for at least two years. Okay. Um, but most of them are aged a lot more than that. Like the really, really, really cheap ones might only be that still call themselves whiskey or call themselves bourbon. Okay. But so yeah, bourbon is a whiskey, but not all, all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. Okay. Uh-huh. And so when okay. you talk about Scotch or Irish. Canadian, they're all whiskeys, but they're made in a style mm, that different. is distinctly from those areas, those countries. Mm. But none of them really have, none of them really have the same requirements that bourbon has to be called bourbon. Okay. 
So a Scotch whiskey okay. could be a, a, any whiskey made in Scotland, okay. and, and you know mostly it's the the the, the malted barley is roasted over, you know, something peat or whatever. And that's where it gets a smoky flavor, but mm. there's no like set it's made in Scotland and that's Scotch whiskey. Okay. It's made in Ireland and that's Irish whiskey. It's made in Canada and that's Canadian whiskey. Now Canada, Canadian whiskey has a lot of rye in it, mm. but bourbon has a set has to be a, over With 51% corn. corn. It mm. has to be done a certain way and finished a certain Interesting. way. Interesting. Okay. That is interesting. That is. Okay. So, Thank you, Doug. Now I know what I'm doing. I'm sure, like I said, there'll be plenty of people that send me emails and say, you didn't say this or you said this wrong, but that's the gist of it. Okay. And and he's trying to explain it to us. So. The basics, yeah. like yeah. the blonde basics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but when, that's when, helpful. When you that's taste all bourbon, I need to know. That's you'll fine. You'll pick up all kinds of flavors. <laughs> Some people pick up flavors like leather and, uh, you know, and, and Mascarpone and you know mm-hmm. burnt whatever. Yeah. Okay, um, but usually, wh- okay. So uh, now I have another question. Then, so does the because I know for me I'm more of a wine or tequila drinker. Mm-hmm. Me too. And yeah, and for me, the glass that it's in makes a difference, but it's only like in my head. So does the glass or what you're drinking it out of? <laughs> It can, yeah. Okay, so it can. You could pick up the, the smell or flavor of plastics of plastic. in here, drink, especially mm-hmm. drinking it straight. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The shape of the glass can have a lot to do with it because mm-hmm. it forces the aromas mm-hmm. to change it, you know, because yeah. the flavor is so connected to your smell mm-hmm. yeah, that it could change absolutely. the way it tastes. But um, that's why uh, tasting bourbon tasting glasses, whiskey tasting glasses tend to have a flare of some sort on, mm, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit like a bulb toward the bottom and then yeah. it flares out. Is that out. like a snifter? So a brandy kind of? snifter is a, a shape oh, for okay. brandy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So like a Glencairn or um, a Mackenzie Dram or something like that, which are different shape glasses, but they almost always have a flare of some sort mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. So. It's for nosing, for what you were doing, oh. you know, sticking your nose in there. And um, even wine glasses for different types of wine. Yeah, that's why there's different ones true. for reds uh-huh. and whites. Yeah, that's why I ask because I, yeah. I do. I choose a different glass for certain and we'll, things. And we'll get – we've got some wine folks that are going to come on. Um, oh. Three Strands, Jason Summerhour said he's coming on. Um, but he, we got to wait. He's in the middle of a lot right now. Okay. So we're probably not going to get him on until May. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so um, it's – I like that. No, this mm-hmm. is this small batch four roses is a hell of a bourbon. It's very money. good. What was cost? So on this? what it was that? Forty dollars. Uh, it was thirty four ninety nine. I believe. Yeah, tough nice. for the for the money. This is what really was. Good. really great. What do you taste? What should we? Be well, tasting? I taste. What you should be tasting is what you taste. Your taste buds are different than mm. mine. I taste caramel. I taste a lot mm-hmm. of caramel. Yeah, mm-hmm. I taste a lot of caramel, and I and some um, spice. Yeah. I don't have a lot of spice in this, but I do. Um, I definitely do taste the sweetness of the corn. Yeah. Um, I don't taste a lot of malt in this. Not saying I don't know how much is in their mash that mash bill, but um, I do taste a lot of caramel. I I like this. I it's think good. I think for the money, this good. is a really tough bourbon to beat. Yeah, and you can at thirty five dollars, you don't feel bad making a cocktail yeah. with it for thirty five dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's um, the best thing to mix it with? Seriously, ginger ale. No. What? An ice cube. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I well ginger ale's ginger ale's always good. Um have you ever had ale eight one? It's mm-hmm. a it's a ginger soda from Kentucky and when you mix it with bourbon they call it a Kentucky highball, preferably Ooh. mixed with Woodford Reserve. Um 
I like the simple stuff. I like um, old fashions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is just simple syrup and bitters and a little bit of orange and cherry. I do like that. <sighs> At the cigar That's cellar the I other had. night. Oh my gosh. Best old fashioned I've ever tasted. Yeah. Do you know what kind Did of Did you get the smoked one? Did you no, get the, it was oh, not they're, a smoked, they're smoked one. There's a new bartender there and he hooked it up. Remember that old fashioned that we have the cigar? Oh, that was so good. Yeah, I'm a big yeah. fan of that place. It's that's yeah. probably if, if if I have a Cheers. Um, yeah. It's if I have a Cheers, yeah, she's over there waving. That our <laughs> producers like waving at us. Blue cheese all. <laughs> we had martinis, and our friend that joined us had a um, old fashioned. It was the best old fashioned I've ever yeah, tasted. They do a ever. great smoked old fashioned oh, up there. So good. It's but, a beautiful presentation. So, Comes out with yeah. like a globe over it, and oh yeah, lifts it up and all this. You know, my wife bought me that kit, and I've yet to make it. I've had it a year, and I've yet to what use it. Well, you can't smoke for? it in the house. I either. know. Why? Um, but I like I like to take a high rye uh, bourbon or a rye whiskey mm-hmm. that has more than that'd be in a case where you'd have more than fifty one percent rye instead of corn. And I like uh, Manhattan mm. with a little bit of sweet vermouth Yum. and uh, yeah, some bitters. And I'm really starting more and more to like tequila old fashioned with extra yes. extra aged in yeho and aztec chocolate bitters oh what? Yum. okay write that down oh yeah. man yeah show <laughs> sounds good show i'm coming stumper. back for that one yeah we can do we'll just that. go have a drink when this is over <laughs> go grab one next door but this is this is good fantastic Very good. um I, I think it's uh one of the best under 40 bucks well and good I'm glad. And I'm glad this is the I've bottle I've only you had chose it in mixed, and, but it's such a pretty bottle, and, you know. Yeah, they have one that's called, um, I think it's called Small Batch Select. And so they do the small yes, batch. Yes, I saw and that, they too. they the best ones, and it's a little bit more expensive. Yes. And, it, again, it just, every time I taste it, it's a little different with each one, mm. but it, every single time, it knocks it out of the park. Mm. And I think it's around 50 bucks. Nice. Yeah, I think it was, like, not much more than this one, actually. It was sitting right next to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's manifest. Uh, let's manifest some more information from you. All right. Yeah, I um, well, you do your coaching, yeah. and it's all types of businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the craziest thing I've seen you do is you're really into crystals, which I told you a good crystal story. That is the not day. the craziest thing she does. No, no definitely not. Okay, that's totally tame. I, totally tame. You guys drug. Now you weren't with us, Melissa. This I is know. your own fault. I know. I got drug we're, into. We're. I got drug into a crystal store in Nashville, the Tennessee. Best. Actually, it's called the Nashville Crystal Store. So yes. there you go. And, uh, <laughs> There's two of them. The lady did not like me. I was bored out of my skull. These guys are all in there, like just. She did not like you. Out. She just knew you weren't into it. That's oh fine. no, she got mad at me. Why? She What'd you did do? Not. So they had this this oh, display he, he in the center like, of the store, and they had all like these. He did something inappropriate. No, just Let's, listen. I know. This is not inappropriate. Yeah. Right. I was observational. Yeah, right. Mm. They had a bunch of like those Catholic prayer candles. Oh, here we go. Yeah. It's really, they're really popular in Hispanic culture. Yes. And there's one with Jesus right in the middle of all the crystals. And I'm bored out of my skull. I've been in there like an hour with you guys. Oh, for heaven's sake, you were not in there an hour. Oh, it seemed like it. And I very loudly said, Jesus Christ, look at those crystals. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when she started glaring at me. Kick him out. He's the devil. Get Kick the hell out. out of Kick here. Kick him out. Kick him out. Kick him out. <laughs> so. You are absolutely the worst. 
<laughs> I so did tell, where you uh, did. Should, I tell, should I tell her the other crystal story that I told you? Yes. Okay. Let's hear it. All right. So I'm the world's worst <laughs> father. I want to put that out there. No. No, I you're think it's not. It's pretty damn cool, actually. So my youngest daughter turned 21 last October. And I'm like, she really was all over me. Hey, I'm going to come home like three weeks after my birthday. She goes to the University of Georgia. I'm going to come home. I really want to go out with you, have my first legal drinks. And I'm like, where do you want to go? And she goes, I want to go to the Claremont Lounge. Yes. Now, this is where I stop and tell anybody who's not from Atlanta that's listening that Dave Attell, who's one of the best comedians to ever do this, um, do the comedian stuff, he used to do the show called Insomniac where he went out after his shows in a city and did all the nightlife that you would oh, do in God. that city. And he went to the Claremont Lounge. Mm-hmm. And his, his exact words were, this is where old strippers go to die. Die, yeah. yeah. So this is go to die. This place is one of the oldest dive bars in the United States. Um, they're known for, a, um, for a, a rather large and very old, and I say old, she's about 70 now, um, a stripper. Her name is Blondie. Mm-hmm. Really cool lady, one of the highest paid strippers in the country. And... She's not petite. Nope. Um, she is black with a blonde wig. Mm-hmm. She is well endowed. And she likes to crush PBR cans with her boobs. With her boobies. And True. autographs them for you. True. Are they real? Not the cans. The, oh, the boobs? The other absolutely, cans. Absolutely. I think the boobs are oh, real. Oh, yeah, the cans yeah. are real. Yeah. Um, so we went. She wanted to go. She wanted to go to the Claremont. We went. Unfortunately, Blondie only works like three nights a week yeah. now. She if was not, that, yeah, I don't know if she yeah. even does that anymore. So she was not working that night, which was not a big deal. But the first the first woman to walk up, and we're with some cousins and stuff, and uh, my wife had to work. She was not happy. She wanted to go with us. Um, <laughs> the first pants. lady that comes up to the table, would you like a dance? So this woman was probably in her late 40s, maybe 50. Um, she kind of had the librarian look gone. Um, she was She was... She was a pretty lady. She really was better looking than most of the women that were in there. And uh, we explained to There's her. There's hope for us, Melissa. Yeah. Such an ass. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. She, she, um, we explained to her that you know, hey, this is my kid. She just turned 21. This mm-hmm. is what this is all she wanted to do for her 21st birthday. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, she goes over and dances for her and gives her motorboats and comes over and then I motorboat and <laughs> it's just weird. So we can all say that. But so this other woman walks up and she's got the coolest tattoos and she's she's really inked up. But she's again like she's pretty good looking woman. Okay. But again, she's in that late forties, early fifties maybe, mm-hmm. and she's got this big crystal hanging around her neck. Oh. And I'm like, oh, you know, I've had a few drinks already. And I'm like, oh, my friend Michelle, she's really into crystals. Is that a crystal? And she goes, oh, yeah. She goes, my granddaughter gave it to me. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I'm like, that's the exclamation point on what the Claremont Lounge is. That is. That's amazing, though. I'd probably tip her a ton. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. Go buy more crystals. We'll we'll talk about that for the rest of our lives. That's amazing. That that first stripper, she grabs my poor daughter's head, Uh shoves it into her chest, and she's like, you get in there deep and make your daddy proud. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, what have I done? And this is where you skip to the next podcast. (laughs) Yeah. So I warned them. I know. I know. There's but still listening. I rating is this podcast. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I checked the right boxes. When <laughs> okay, I good. okay, good, good. So um, 
Yeah, so but it's funny that I sit in the Claremont Lounge and I see a crystal. I'm like, oh, well, my friend Michelle would love that. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you thought of me while you were at the Claremont Motorboating. Lounge. <laughs> Motorboating. Motorboating. Mm-hmm. Freaking With a crystal strippers. stripper. <laughs> yeah. In their 50s. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, I'm cool with that. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> Fun times. But yeah, uh, so crystals are not the most far out thing that I do. I mean... I did put on my little sheet there, I see dead people. Mm-hmm. And I did mention that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how, how old were you when you figured out that you were seeing dead people? Well, I didn't know they were dead. I They weren't dead to me. They were quite real. Um, I mean, I had an imaginary friend since ever I could remember. I mean, she's not around anymore. <laughs> you know but um yeah i mean i didn't know that it was i didn't know that everybody didn't have the same experiences i mean it was just normal for me um my family played along because they thought i just had a big imagination which you know that i'm sure that was part of it but Mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't i wasn't using my imagination like she was real um and so, yeah, I mean, I would see things and hear things and feel things, but I, again, I just thought it was normal. And it wasn't until, you know, you get into school and you start, you know, being around other kids and families and going to church and whatever that you're like, oh, 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 I'm not like, okay, I, I got it, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. you, a, a lot of us, and I will say us because, you know, there's a community, um, even though we all have gifts, just not everybody wants to admit it. Um, <laughs> yeah, we all do because, and I'll prove it. Have you ever had a gut feeling about anything? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. That's intuition. That's messages that are being sent to you. Um, higher self, God, source, universe, you know, angels, guides, many, many different things um, and many different um, people consider the names differently too. But nonetheless, everybody has it. So fast forward, I, in high school, I started to, I had some really cool experiences in high school where I was very aware that my gifts were real. Like I wasn't making them up and Mm -hmm. other people witnessed them, uh, witnessed me having them. And so it was like, oh, yeah, this isn't all in my head. I'm not, I don't need to be hospitalized, you know, not for <laughs> right. that anyway. Right. <laughs> um, and so, and then I was 17 and I saw an accident happen before it happened. Mm. And then it happened and I physically saw it and I turned all my gifts off because it scared the bejesus out of me. And um, then I did not open them back up until much later and very, I mean, you know, very sparingly, I will mm-hmm. say. Yeah. And then we get into COVID and I'm, you know, fr- trying to figure out who I am and I start remembering who I am and that's when it all came back around. So, um, yeah, I've had some very, very interesting and miraculous, beautiful and um, life-changing things 
happened to me in the past three years for sure. Yeah. And you created a whole new business. I did. That uses these gifts to help others. Yeah. The beautiful thing about what I get to do every day beyond speak to dead people is, (laughs) um, is, you know, coaches as coaches, we, our goal is to help people succeed in whatever, you know, way that they, that they want to, you know, business relationships, health, whatever. And yet in our human, um, confines, we can only know so much, no matter how experienced we are. Mm -hmm. But if we can tap into a higher source, whatever that higher source is, we can be given messages for others. And we can see things that other people can't see, which is why what I get to do is so powerful because I can see things that other people can't see. I'm not saying I'm the only one that can see them, Mm -hmm. but compare me to a typical, you know, business coach or life coach. And a lot of them are not going to see the things that I do because I use my intuition, um, and the messages that I'm receiving. And sometimes they're from dead people and I'm not kidding. They really truly are. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've had some experiences, Melissa. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you something crazy that happened to me. Um, well, some of you know, like I, I went and spoke at a big place in Nashville and I had to talk, of, well, I chose to talk about my stepdad who has passed away and he was an alcoholic, but he was a great person overall. And um, I was, first of all, I was very nervous about the talk because it was over a hundred people in the audience. I was nervous. So Michelle sent me what did you call it? An activation. Activation. I remember that, yeah. She did. For she confidence. sent me an activation for confidence and, um, yeah, confidence on the stage. I practiced quite a bit. And actually, yeah, when I got on stage, like, I remembered everything. I didn't. I brought my laptop on stage, didn't use it. I closed it. And I just, like, had this amazing confidence, got through it. Then when I was – no, the night before – I was walking back to my room with some friends, David Boswell and a couple of people, his wife. And this man walks past me and he looked so much like, like his energy, everything about him looked like my stepdad, except he had dark hair and my stepdad had blonde hair. But his outfit, the glasses he wore were exactly like my stepdad's, his whole energy. And I made eye contact with him and I like got the shivers. And then I turned back around and I saw him continue to walk. And I looked to David, my friend. I was like, did you just see that guy? Because I was like, wait, was that a spirit or what? And so David, David fucked with me. And he's like, what guy? What are you talking about? I was like, <laughs> shut up, David, you idiot. I know you saw him. I hope he listens to this. Um, okay, so then I do my talk the next morning. I fucking killed it. I did so good. I actually got voted one of the top three speakers of that whole event. And there were quite some amazing speakers there. And the audience, a lot of them chose me as one of the top three. So the next day, I'm going back again to my room with my other friend, Miranda, who wasn't with me that night. And I see the guy again. And I stopped him. And I was like, did you see me last night? And he's like, yeah, I saw you. And I was like, I just want to say, like, this is crazy. But you remind me so much of my stepdad and in my, I'm here at a conference, I'm speaking about him and how he passed away and all this stuff and you, your whole energy, everything. And he looked at me and was like, 
I just want you to know your stepdad is so proud of you and like gave me a hug and everything. It was like the most crazy thing ever that I've experienced in like a spiritual, even though he was a, a being, obviously he was a human. Was it a was human like, body. yeah, but it was the energy of like my stepdad and it was crazy. I got the goosebumps. He was like, he's like, I definitely saw you and he's so proud of you. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. See, I haven't had experiences in that. To that extent, my yeah. stuff's always been. I definitely have had experiences with spirits, with with, yeah. with ghosts, so to speak, and not like like horribly negative, but stuff yeah. where I knew, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my wife has too. I mean, mm-hmm. she 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 and I have talked about this quite a bit. But um, I was pretty young, you know, mm-hmm. like 14, 15 years old when mm-hmm. I had my experience. But uh, I I had a spirit pass right through my chest. And, yeah. And it was there was no question about it i was at a historical site it was at night i wasn't wow. supposed to be where i was at but it was <laughs> famously known I that a family it. had died there they'd been killed they had been killed by the local indians and wow and um, thrown over a waterfalls that was there they had a grist mill and, and this is in ohio and uh i don't i couldn't tell you who what where why but when it happened there was no question what yeah. happened and and so I, you know, I'm there and there's, you know, there's people that look at you and say, you're just absolutely nuts. But once you experience something like it, that, yeah, you it's know. crazy. Um, well, it's not crazy. It's actually pretty normal. And I think a lot of people turn yes. it off kind of like how Michelle said she turned it off. Let me tell you one more story yeah. about my daughter, Elia, who's yes. four. Oh, I love this. I'm Elia, who Elia. needs to take a bath because you Shmelia. Yes, Elia Shmelia. <laughs> Listen to this shit. So I live up in Kennesaw, Ackworth, and you know downtown Kennesaw, and her school is on Stanley Road. I know a lot of people don't know if you're not from Kennesaw, but there's multiple ways. You could go down Cobb Parkway. You could go through downtown. And some t- I like take different ways every time depending on how I'm feeling and how the traffic's looking. So I'm going down one morning through downtown Kennesaw, and I get to the stoplight, and Elliot looks over at this house, and she's like, oh, my gosh, Mom, I used to live there when I was 30 years old with my parents. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, we had a business and everything. She was like saying this. She's four years old. She's saying they had a business, a, a family business, and she lived there. I'm like, okay, that's great. You know, I didn't like shut her down. I was like, cool. And then the conversation faded out and then she gets to school. Like a few weeks later, I pick her up and I haven't gone through downtown Kennesaw for a while. And not only have I not got down through downtown Kennesaw, I was coming up the opposite way, which what four-year-old knows direction, right? Right, left, north, south, that kind of thing. I'm coming up north through downtown. She looks to the left and was like, mom, remember that's the house I told you about. I was like, what? <laughs> and I will tell you, she, she there. her favorite store is the crystal store. She's famous at the local crystal store because she takes her own basket to buy crystals. <laughs> and then she brings her own basket in. She's like, where's my basket? We got to go to the crystal store. I'm like, oh, she my God. She wants her God. own energy in there, man. I she ain't going to use somebody else's basket. That's right. We, <laughs> we turn pe- our society, unfortunately, yeah. turns people's gifts off because yeah. you're weird or crazy when you have too much intuition or allow it to happen and i think some people definitely have a lot more than others but then on the flip side that when you're weird and crazy they're like oh you're normal that's yeah, true right? yeah yeah well you know and in the south too mm-hmm. um i'm gonna go out on a limb here and just say the elephant in the room the bible <laughs> belt mm-hmm. tells you that it's wrong because they don't believe that it's from god right 
And even yet, though they have prophets, they have prophets. They lay hands on people. Mm-hmm. They have stories in the Bible about spirits, exactly. and Holy Spirit speaking in tongues. Speaking tongues. Yes, there's all of these things, and I yeah. believe me, I grew up in church, so I mm-hmm. I know the stories. So, you know, um, I understand where they're coming from, and yet opening my own mind has been a life changer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you've been able yeah. to change other people's lives. Yeah, and you know because we. We are, when we listen, and this is part of coaching too, when we listen to other people, to other people's opinions, to other people's beliefs, and we take them in as our own, we judge ourselves based on somebody else's opinion or belief. Mm -hmm. And we never, not never, a lot of times we don't allow ourselves to really ask ourselves, what do I believe? Is that my belief or Mm -hmm. is that something that the preacher from when I was five years old told Mm -hmm. me and I just said, well, I better believe that because I don't want to go to hell. Exactly. And I mean, no disrespect because there's a place for every person. There's a place for every belief. If you believe it, then believe it wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. But when you don't believe it wholeheartedly, you have to ask the question. Why? Why? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if not, okay, what is my truth? So, yeah, that could be a rabbit hole. I won't go down. Mm-hmm. But. Now, do you work with men and women, mostly women? I mostly work with women. I will say one of my very first coaching clients was a man, and he completely changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, he ended up being um, one of the very first dead people I spoke to. Oh. Because he died while I was coaching him. Whoa. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. It was, it, it was, it, truly transformed my life and uh, I uh, opened up a lot of things in my life because of him Mm. and I'm so very grateful to him Mm. Um, he's a great supporter of me even now from the other side and um, he tells me quite often to make sure that I'm valuing myself and um, not shortchanging myself because he knows what he got out of the work that we did together on this earth and then after that's i had um i had somebody a family member who i was very close to the reason i moved to georgia um die in march of 20 Mm. massive heart attack widowmaker Mm. 58 years old um was probably my biggest mentor definitely my best sounding board Mm. and uh he has visited me several times in my you know in my dreams in your dreams but nice. the conversation was crystal clear. Absolutely. Very cool. And uh, you can talk about just mm. kind of helping me get over his death and kind of helping me move on and mm. say, okay, you know what? You're of an age now that you're going to be a lot more of a mentor than yeah. a mentee. Yeah. And that's that's hard to accept. But, I mean, you'll know it someday, Melissa. Yeah. Uh, you know. Michelle and I are a lot closer in age than you are to us, so I know that it comes in a hurry, <laughs> you know. But uh, it's it's again, you know. I don't know. I I, put, I pick at her and I make fun of her, and it's all in. And now we're finding out you're very intuitive, Mister. I didn't know that I you talked to dead people too. Yes, so you can't you make sure fun of do. so much anymore. Oh, you I can. Sure it's, it's it's too much I mean, fun you to can. get you around. I love it. I'm just gonna roll my eyes even bigger now. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're gonna buy you crystals for your birthday. I, none <laughs> of these, none of these stories, none of these stories. Elia will pick some out for you. 
<laughs> She'll pick the right one. She'll get you her, your own basket. Oh, and here's the crazy thing about her. She doesn't buy like the pretty pink ones. She buys like the orange ones and the brown ones. I was like, don't you want prettier ones? She's picking them because of their energy. I know. It yeah. drives me nuts. I was like, we already have that brown amber one. Get a pink one. Yeah. <laughs> Well, before we wrap this up, because hmm. believe it or not, we've been well at it for over an hour. Oh, goodness. I yeah. know. If nice. You buy. Um, anything else you'd like to touch on? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I, I go back to your, again, you're an amazing singer. Thank you. Uh, again, back to the Nashville trip that you didn't go on, Melissa. I know. We got to have a reunion. But, um, I watched her take a half-empty bar and fill it up in about uh-huh. 15 minutes. Now, yeah. my friend Chad will say it's because he got on the drums. <laughs> hey, that absolutely but, has something to do with it. I mean, that synergy, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, right. they, um, they really put on a show that night. Mm. And we had a good time. Probably showed up the band that was on mm-hmm. the stage, and I don't know if that's good or bad, but <laughs> right on Broadway, and people were coming in at 1.30 in the morning to hear, hear them kill it. Yeah. Well, That's you know, awesome. there's something about a chick singer. I will say that, yeah. you know, for sure. Um, the majority of bands are men. They're mm. filled with men mm-hmm. and there is nothing wrong with it. Hello, Aerosmith. So, mm. <laughs> you know, I am not dogging it at all. What I'm saying is it's almost an anomaly of sorts mm-hmm. when you hear a chick singer and she's, not bad and looks oh, you, great you guys, and has great energy you guys were, yeah you guys were doing some eddie money and uh take me home and you were killing oh were it. we doing that yeah ronnie mm-hmm. you were you were doing you were really it up. i don't see i don't even remember we had been drinking a lot that night mm-hmm. i mean we had been we had been <laughs> i can't imagine we had been on broadway for hours <laughs> I can't imagine. we need a reunion so i could go you weren't there. It's not a reunion. Oh, a reunion with everyone else. <laughs> we'll that do was the there reunion. I know. <laughs> you get to be a first timer. Whatever. We can always go. And Nashville's a three and a half hour. We drive have to go. Me. It's not that far. I it's not go. far at all. I I would like to say something. Yeah. So, kind of tying everything in together, um, you know, your energy. It, well, everything is energy, hmm. and your energy really does speak volumes whether you know it or not and the world that we live in today and i'm not going to get heavy but we all know we all hear even if we don't watch the news Mm -hmm. we all hear about things that are going on Mm -hmm. and fear is a very big energy And when we allow ourselves to listen to and give in to fear, it can paralyze us. Mm -hmm. And if we choose our energy, we choose to believe or not to believe or listen or not to listen, we truly can manifest the life that we want to live Mm -hmm. simply by choosing what we focus on and and our energy. So that's through our thoughts, through our emotions, and through our actions, we create our energy. So if you are, no matter where you are in your life, if you love the life you're living, keep going, keep doing Mm -hmm. what you're doing. And if you don't know this, you can change it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it does not have to be hard. Yeah. 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 
That's good. The other day I posted about fear is the thief of joy. Oh, it so is. Did, yeah, I don't know if you saw that, but it is. And people so get fearful, even in business, to take that chance in business. Absolutely. Or you took a huge chance. You went from making so much money to like doing this brand new intuitive coaching where you right? have to like convince people you're not some crazy witch. Exactly. <laughs> There are those crazy oh, right. people out there. There yeah. are. They're not all honest. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And um, but you're more joyful. You're yeah. happy because you pushed that fear away and took that chance. So I think a lot of business owners specifically really need to hear that message. Is that um, you know taking those chances and pushing that fear down. Yeah. It's okay to have some caution. Absolutely. We have to use discernment. Yes. Yes. And that's where help, where mentors come mm-hmm. in and good advisors, yes. friends, coaches, yeah, other business owners, yes. you know, um, or a, a mastermind mm-hmm. group, you know, things like that. People that you can bounce ideas off of and make sure that, you know, you're not jumping off a cliff that has, you know, no mm-hmm. sharks at the water. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, if people want to find you. Yeah. Where, where do they go? Where do oh, they find the Rockstar Coach? all sorts of different coach? places. So the Rockstar Coach is on, um, well, I have a uh, website, rockstarcoach.org. Um, my email is myrockstarcoach at gmail.com. And Facebook, the Rockstar Coach. Uh, Instagram, the Rockstar Coach. What else I got? Oh, YouTube. You can sign up for my free Monday morning meditations. Mm-hmm. If you go to my website, you'll see the pop up there and um, you can have free meditations that I channel weekly sent to your email directly on Monday mornings at 7 a.m. Eastern. Oof. I'm walking by that. That's good. You could listen you to it while, listen you're to while you're walking. Oh, it's yeah. a perfect. Good one. So she's been sending it to me for. So I work brain stuff, right? And I'm like, mm, I don't want to meditate. That takes too much time. <laughs> They're like five minutes. I know. And so I was having a really bad week one week and I woke up in the morning. I was manifesting some bullshit. So then I woke up and I was like, fuck, let me check my email. And there's her stupid meditation. <laughs> it's not stupid. I love it. All this energy going, pick me, pick yeah. me. She's like, shut up. And it was up. like the perfect one for that week that I absolutely needed to hear. And I just need to keep listening to them every week. I'm sorry. Don't, I'm going to start. You don't have to be sorry. Um, but yeah. yeah, it. I mean, they're good and they're short and you can listen to it while you're walking. And I just laid in bed and listened to it. It was great. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the plug. Well, yeah. I really, really, really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for sharing the four bow. roses. Yeah, yeah really you're welcome. That was good. Four roses, small batch. So much fun. I want to remind everybody that if you have any questions, comments, bitches, complaints, <laughs> I probably won't listen to them, but Don't you can send, send them to me. me. <laughs> uh, ideas, maybe somebody you think will be a good guest. Or if you just want to let me know that you're following because we keep up with that stuff and give away free booze once in a while. Mm-hmm. You can send an email to us at whiskeyafterworkpodcast at gmail.com. And with that, I look forward to everybody being here for the next episode. And uh, we out. Till then. Cheers. cheers. I drink all my. <laughs>